show is brought to you by MillenniLink, where talent and digital transformations intersect. Hey, Hello, Brit. <laughs> Hello, Brittany. I started, not you, silly. I know. I was like, wait, what is she doing? I was like, I thought she says hi to me. <laughs> I was giving it a deep breath because I wanted amazing focus for our very last show of the year that we are so excited about today. I cannot believe this is our last episode. Can we just take a moment to reflect on 2020? Seriously, like, did something happen in 2020? <laughs> I mean, a lie, but we started this in July and I re- still remember you convincing me. I was upstate quarantining. You're like, Britt, I have a proposition for you. Will you do a podcast? I'm like, Jess, I hate my voice. I've never done a podcast before. I think I'd stink and I don't want to ruin your show. And you're like, just give me a month. Just do to it work for with you. eight episodes. Like, yeah. let's try this out. I think you're going to love it. And here you we loved are. It. Brit, you love it. I know. I know. All my <laughs> friends are like, when they're like, oh, like, how do you squeeze it in? They're like, but you literally are obsessed with it. Like, you were always talking about it. I'm like, I know. It is something that um, was an opportunity that I never would have planned on. And I, one of my friends who works at Spotify would tell me for years to try to do one. But mm-hmm. I just never found the right partner, found the right like angle. And then here you came in with this awesome idea for Cake for Breakfast, gave it a shot, and now here we are. And I still remember us talking about picnic dates. Do you remember that? How oh we said gosh. like the key, the key, the top date of 2020 during quarantine was picnic dates where guys were packing cheeses and meats in their own little baggies and bringing wine. To think you went on a plastic <laughs> baggie date with a guy upstate. I was like, okay, Brett, I was taking the temperature. Like there's a thing of people leaving New York where it's like, okay, guys, you went home for too long. Even now, like I'm getting kind of comfortable. I'm like, this feels nice being home, right? In and can, I'm like, Britt, get back to the city. I've got a job for you. You're coming in. We're starting this Tuesday. And you like looked around. You're like, I'm in, Jess. Maybe that was post ba- plastic baggie date. You were like, yeah, it's gone on too far. Yeah, I was like, all right, I'll come back. I'm over. Over. I need to be in the city to probably meet some guys. And then you and met Trader Joe. <laughs> so this week I was scrolling through Instagram as one does at all points during the day. Um, I saw this post from the CEO of Goldman Sachs, David Solomon, saying Goldman Sachs is behind supporting small businesses. We're putting, I think it was $250 million. Um, I think they're partnering with Warren Buffett to reach out to 10,000 more businesses. I was like, ba- wow. Babson this- is a sponsor too, actually. Oh, that's a sponsor. Yeah. Oh, amazing. We got to get them. But he's, David's the face of this whole thing. And I, like I said, I like him. I thought he was a great pick for the position. And he's a cool guy. So I write under there, like, I'm not asking for money. He's obviously, everyone's asking him for money. I'm saying, David, come on my show. I want to give you a great interview. And I think you'd be somebody that all the women would love to hear from. Your voice would resonate. People want to hear the message that's coming from you. I write that message, 66 people right under that message coming at him and saying, David, like go on the show, go on the show. And like, Britt, I was in tears by the end of it. Like the support we got on that post for to try and get this guy to come on. And of course, David Solomon shows up on Cake for Breakfast. We're gonna get great exposure for it. It just meant so much that so many people took the time to do that and I just wanted to thank everybody. And these are listeners. So it's 66 of our listeners who did this. Yeah. So thank you because one day we'll have David on. We will get him on the show at one point. We're going to get there. <laughs> and I just want to really thank everybody for the support and taking the time to even like reach out and put your name under it. Like for heaven's sakes, most of you work in investment banking or in finance, a big portion of the show. And like you're putting your name on, on the CEO of Goldman Sachs's main Instagram page. Like I know what that was and that meant a lot. And I just want to make sure everybody knows that. 
We are weeks away from 2021. Yes, I said it. We are almost out of 2020, guys. And after this year, we all know that we are living in a tech-driven society. Look at the top three richest people in the world right now. You've got Bezos, Musk, and Gates. And what do they all have in common? They are all tech entrepreneurs. Good tech is designed around people. Even after people start getting the vaccine, no one is going to just be jumping on planes for one or two meetings anymore. Tech interfaces have changed the way we do business. And furthermore, those with the most sophisticated tech platforms shall succeed, not only creating the best products and services, but attracting and retaining the best people. Now let's talk about you. How are you and or your business set up for the new year in terms of product differentiation, supply chain, distribution? Have you found people to help you achieve your new goals? Do you have a people plan set up for your business in 2021 the same way you have a revenue plan? Just know that if you don't, your competitors do. I will be the first to admit I found it overwhelming with my own business, trying to keep up to speed with everything on all tech platforms I'm using. I was trying to do everything myself and work off my calendar and email only. (laughs) Well, for a growing business, that obviously wasn't enough. So I enlisted MillennialLink to help find me an email marketing expert and a social media marketer that understand the various algorithms to help get me organized because your girl needed it. I never even thought of tech as a marketing position, but guess what? Marketing is all driven by good tech. Jess, I totally understand your pain points. I, with Butini, talk and organize work for hundreds of freelance workers on a weekly basis. Then you throw in payroll, marketing, bookings, and I am in over my head sometimes. So I found it helpful working with MillenniLink as well. And my business success definitely reflects that. Some of the things you don't consider when you think of tech is it's a constantly changing landscape. Once you get comfortable on one platform, your customers and competitors are already moving on to another. So as an entrepreneur, I need to be focused on business development, understanding what and why is most important to my customers and not sitting in the weeds of my business tech needs. That's what MillenniaLink is for. I know a lot of people took it upon themselves to start their own businesses amidst the pandemic and bravo to all the budding entrepreneurs out there. So exciting. If you find yourself in this camp, know that one of the most important things a startup needs to succeed is the right people working for them. This is quoted by like Mark Cuban or some fancy billionaire like him. Unfortunately, to keep costs low, startups don't tend to look to recruitment companies to help them hire, even when they are struggling to find the appropriate talent. However, have you ever calculated the cost of leaving a position vacant or not finding the right person at all? Well, good news. We at Cake for Breakfast have the solution for you. MillenniLink is here to bridge the gap for small businesses that need a partner to help them outsource their digital projects and or get help with tech and digital hiring needs. Reach out to MillenniLink and ask about their small business options and start planning on how you can make 2021 your best and most successful year yet. So shoot them an email or give them a call at 647-643-6100 or email them at www.millennilink.com slash contact dash us us you will also find all this information in our show's bio 
All right, I know we have to get into the show, but I kind of don't want to. I just want to chat and reflect on the year we've had, 2020 style. It's blowing my mind just thinking about even the topics and articles that we covered from July until now. Things have changed dramatically. Wait, if you were to say off the top of your head, what are the three top like stories, companies, people, or themes we covered? What would you say? Hmm, I'd say I loved covering TikTok. Oh my God, totally agree. From them being the number one app in the world, in the country, and then almost getting banned to then now having a few of my friends now work there and just seeing them blow up. That was totally um, your story. Your That was your thing. You were like on the cusp of every news, news alert on that <laughs> one. I loved it. And then all the Johnny Depp drama. I'm so, I still can't get over how she shitted on his bed. Oh my gosh. Go her. <laughs> and then lastly, um, Kim Kardashian's, beauty business KKW got acquired by Cody where which is the same parent company of Kylie Cosmetics for 200 million dollars for 20% stake on her business that still blows my mind and I love covering beauty and biz and how they intersect and right before we get to the show one quick shout out to a listener Amber and Smoke Vintage out of Montreal she alerted me to something on the Shia LaBeouf story I missed, which was like a strangling she filed on. So I just wanted to apologize. It bothered her. And I love hearing from listeners what they like and even what they don't like. So I just wanted to give her that shout out. And I know she's an avid listener and, and, and checks out all our shows and I'd hate to lose her. So thank you so much for bringing that to my attention. And I will be more careful with my facts next time. All right, Jess, shall we jump into the stories? Let's get into it. To nobody's surprise, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle sign a podcast deal with Spotify Originals. So I got to give these two credit on their deal making skills. First and foremost, like with Spotify as well with Netflix, they create their own production companies for these deals. So they're not just hired as like talent, like they come in with a whole team and they're probably owning the IP they're making. That is really smart deal making in entertainment. It's like how, you know, Reese Witherspoon, as she buys books for shows like Little Fires Everywhere was a book. And I think Big Little Lies, yes, it was a book too. And so she buys them, has her own production company to produce them. So she owns everything from start to finish. On a side note, did you see Morning Show is getting back to work in New York? I saw that. I'm so excited. I love Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon's in that too. I honestly had no idea that they were having another season. So I'm really excited for more screen time with Reese and Jennifer. Um, do we know any of the deal points yet? For um, the Meghan for, Markle deal? Yes. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So nothing yet, but of course the media is comparing it to Joe Rogan's deal worth $100 million. She has a lot of content creating to do, though, now that I think about it. I actually don't think, I would guess, much lower than the $100 million. I know they bring in a huge name, but I don't know. It's just the, the vibe I'm getting. When I was in the taxi last night, this was on the news, and they were estimating about $100 million, though, too. But they did that with Kim Kardashian's deal, too. Like, I think they just, like, they plug in what the biggest guy makes and feel like they're equal paying. But it would be like NBC comparing what Seinfeld made to the other top shows, and I just don't think that happened. I think, like, Seinfeld... Actually, I hope NBC Seinfeld was on NBC, but you know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. All right, so here's a list of their work ventures so far since leaving the palace in April. So talk about a 2020 for Megan. She got a ton of stuff done. <laughs> she got a Netflix deal in place, which again, like I was saying earlier, they founded their own production company around. So that's just not her signing a deal. Like she had built a whole team. She probably knew a producer in LA she liked to work with, and that producer has a team. Maybe they like absorb the businesses. I don't know, but... 
they definitely have a, a powerhouse team going on there. It is unclear what the exacts of that deal are as well, but a reporter from the New York Times found out that they were shopping similar deals around to Amazon, Disney, et cetera. You know, when we were saying they're definitely going to all the streamers to look for an overhead deal. And then uh, apparently the asking price of those deals was $100 million. Wow, that's a pretty penny. I always have to remind myself that Meghan Markle before she's royalty was an actress. So she, she was in the entertainment industry. Yeah, so she knows what um, to do. So she definitely knows what she needs to do and she probably has a lot of great connections but something that I didn't know about her I recently saw that Megan invested in an instant oat milk latte startup and I thought that was so cool because here she's not just a celebrity she's royalty and of course they have a lot of money yeah. we probably we really never hear how they invest their money or if they're doing anything cool with it and so for her to be investing in startups and doing a podcast with Spotify just makes me really excited to see how she stayed true to her roots and just staying relatable and fun and it makes me like her even more I agree it's like you think about the royals I mean they almost have had they almost get some sort of like inheritance or payouts I'm sure they invest in companies maybe Megan's just louder about what she invests in because I can't imagine those people don't invest in stuff too like people around the crown yeah. so to speak but also it's a difference than like investing in an uber or yes. um like these big companies she's investing in startups like oat milk company that is that makes cool. me i agree like that i think that's really cool it's different this is definitely a brand for megan like it's female owned female run like very much her style yeah she's definitely about the mission and like the what mission. are the like the charity initiatives like the social initiatives beyond the brand and i mean and lastly her multi-year deal with spotify so again these two are probably the heads of it i listened to their little trailer i think i sent it to you too where they're like they're cute about it like it's you know how me and you go on this show and you're always like Jess get deeper come on let's go and I'm like no let's be perf you know I'm always a little bit more stiffer and I appreciate that out of you and it's funny because listening on this podcast I think here's the thing their whole MO is to produce this like thoughtful caring and informative content blah 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 no one cares you tell me would you sit down for an hour to listen to Megan talk about her charity initiatives or would you want to watch some sexy drama on HBO that offers escapism? By the sounds of it, Megan won't be producing the next Undoing, but prove me wrong, right? I mean, we all know I'm a Kardashian stan for life, but the worst thing about the Kardashian shows, and I'm sorry if this offends anybody, but I don't like when the cameras take us to a shelter that Kim is working at or talks about the charity work she's doing. I'm, it's just not interesting. And, and we really don't come to those shows for that. So now there's Megan holding $200 million in production money from two of the biggest streamers in the world and she's going to be producing thoughtful content but it is interesting because when she dropped her trailer today um that is her mission and her messaging on her app but their communication her and harry were sort of flirty and fun and engaging so it's like even at that level they're like okay guys like we know yourself important I, yeah i'm a firm believer they're definitely going to find their angle at the end of the day people are selfish they want to only listen to or consume things that they like and so even though kind bar gives all this money to different charities and organizations and it's such a good company he said people aren't going to buy my bar because of that they're gonna gonna buy my bar because it tastes really good and they like it Smart. and once they like it then they're gonna say oh by the way did you know kind bar also gives money towards these organizations and so that's the same thing with this is like we only like we don't necessarily care like once we like 
the Kardashian show, then every so often we're like, okay, cool. They also give back. I like that. But we don't like them for that. We like them for the drama. We like them for who they are and what we get in their entertainment. And so that's something that I'm sure they're going to have to find their balance on of like, how do we first make very compelling content that gets people wanting to come back? And then we'll sprinkle once we get them attached, we'll sprinkle in that like social good. So one of the common themes of 2020 is that all these tech companies keep managing to stay in the news. So, so true. Twitter has announced that they're slimming down and shutting Periscope, which is their live streaming app. Okay, I saw this when you sent this over, but I didn't even, I don't know what, I like this story. I don't know what Periscope is. See, I didn't even remember it until I looked into this article, but it's it launched in 2015 and it's similar to when you go Instagram Live where you can stream and people can watch you wherever oh, you may cool. be in the Wait, world. Oh, cool. Wait, that's actually smart. Yeah, and so if you wanted to show... Um, a wedding, right? You could live stream a wedding, similar to like what Zoom does, similar to what Instagram Live allows you to do. Totally, But yeah. for whatever reason, they've been seeing a big decrease in usage and the cost to keep it afloat was way too high. So they decided to shut it down and then fold all those live features into Twitter's main app. Oh, smart. So Twitter is still going to absorb the business and the jobs and everything. They're just not making its own thing. Is that what it sounds like? It seems like they're picking and choosing some of the features that Periscope um, offered, but instead of it being its own separate entity, they're just making it into an added feature into Twitter. Question, doesn't Dave, do you remember when Dave Portnoy was in, in that fight with Ross Gerber from, he's like the LA retail guy, and I thought they did their fights. Don't some people get into Twitter battles? Is it over this Periscope? Mm, I don't know, honestly. Yeah, I don't know either. It might be. Maybe it's over something else. But anyway, tell but me more. The, but the real cake in this article is that all these different tech companies just copy each other. So live streaming was not a new thing. It was introduced by Facebook in the same year, 2015. YouTube started t testing out live streaming in 2013, made it widely available in 2017. You know, you can still easily do I in IG Live today. It's great feature. Um, but isn't it just interesting to see that these all these tech platforms pretty much have very similar features mm -hmm. but some of them take off like crazy and others they have to dissolve like periscope so the cake in this article isn't necessarily about twitter i don't really care too much about twitter <laughs> but what we i need to get on twitter about next january 2021 that's our i finally figured out my login though yeah but we definitely need a cake for breakfast twitter we have one we uh, just so have we to post tweet. on it and guys we'll do it 2021 <laughs> <laughs> yes but it, isn't it so funny that all these different tech platforms copy each other have very similar features but some of them take off and blow up and they're amazing. And then others that are very similar, they miss the mark slightly, like 0.001%. And then they have to dissolve them. Like, for example, so Facebook, for, which owns Instagram, um, they saw TikTok as a huge competitor. So they created their own version of these like short video um, that you could take just like a TikTok and it flopped. And so they removed it and then they recreated it into now what it's called is Reels. They launched that and now it's doing really well. But I just think it's a good but memory. But what you're saying is there's probably four versions of Reels before it became Reels, Yeah, right? basically there's probably like, you know, they have a lot of in, like probably like a hundred iterations internally before they launch anything publicly to its users. And then once it hits the users, they really don't know how they're going to react to it. So based on that, they'll sometimes take it back internal and do a bunch of adjustments and then relaunch it. But you just never really 
hear or think about the flops you only focus on the positives and the successes and that kind of reminds me of the kardashians because they've had so many different businesses that of course have done really well and have made them into billionaires but they've also had a you know like a hair tool line they had a nail line they had a makeup line before kylie cosmetics and kkw they had they had literally like a probably a hundred brands that they've licensed or created that totally totally flopped and here they went from kardashian chrome which was their makeup line oh my god kardashian into kylie cosmetics right and so then it goes from them having to they probably lost a ton of money on that and now kylie is a billionaire because of kylie cosmetics so it's just like if things if you just have to hit it right on its nose and if something whether it's a feature whether it's a product whether it's the brand if something's slightly off totally agree it might fail for those who don't remember um a little kardashian history here kardashian chrome was yeah their first makeup line like Britt said before everything else and the two sisters Courtney and Chloe were like oh my god this is amazing like definitely doing it and Kim was like uh I don't know if I want to put my name on that <laughs> probably smart because now she made 200 million dollars oh my god so funny such funny market minute baby bitcoin hits all-time high guys they broke twenty thousand today everybody jump up and celebrate i am so freaking proud of this industry like this is such exciting news damn this closed (laughs) at twenty one thousand three hundred and thirteen this is the highest the stock has ever gone trader joe has been obsessed with bitcoin he was having major fomo so he finally pulled the plug put money in it and then it went down but now it's way up so go him yeah and this is why you never this is why you never make (laughs) this is why you never make fun of other people and their trades because i was like oh brit your boy's down today because bitcoin i think he bought it like dipped down and now it broke twenty one thousand. like that's just (laughs) freaking amazing i am so pumped your christmas gift just got significantly upgraded So this has been obviously a super controversial trade and industry since the beginning. And look at it now. I've been reading so many stories of because fa- I don't know too much about Bitcoin. And I always thought it was a little like you can't see it. What is it? But I've been reading a story about a family who put all their money into Bitcoin and it tripled, tripled since they've invested everything like their whole life savings into it that is a major risk i can't imagine how happy they are and to uh highlight your story right before this one for every wife that put all their the husband put all their money into one trade and it worked out there is like 10 wives walking around with their husband's balls in their hands being very angry at them for losing (laughs) all their money (laughs) that's true that is so true um why i'm excited about this is because i feel like my moment in business was when this industry was sort of folding into traditional wall street so you had like the long only guys the the types of dudes that like invest you know long-term trades nothing's wrong nothing is wrong with value investing but that's just that's just a certain mentality then you got all these kind of like new money uh, movers and shakers call them Gatsby types jumping up and down about Bitcoin and everybody was shitting on them same with the cannabis industry and to just watch this trade you know break an all-time high and these guys sitting through all the pressures I'm sure a lot of them wanted to fold I'm sure a lot of people lost a lot of money like this thing dipped down to like nine dollars I think it was during March which got really really scary but props to them props to people who sat with it and it's just so exciting I have no idea what's in future for this business but honestly things 
to me, we're not registered brokers, neither Brit nor I, but things look really great. Like they had a huge partnership with PayPal that really legitimized this business. Yes, that's when I when I heard about that partnership with PayPal, then I was like, okay, this is legit. I can trust I can invest in Bitcoin. It makes sense. Right. I remember. Actually, I remember that. Yeah. Because you're like, what's this all about? They're pay- Yeah, that's it's legit. Like PayPal is a real business. Uh, the last time Bitcoin got close to 20,000 was 2017. But investors that I've been reading online are saying they're more excited and optimistic about it this time. I mean, they've got Druck. And for anybody who's not uh, in the sort of Wall Street read or Wall Street know there, Stan Druckmiller, if he says we're buying gold, the whole street buys gold. He says I'm selling consumer the whole street sells consumer he really dictates the trade and he's a billionaire he's a smart guy he's buying it and that gives them a big stamp of approval so props to people like my sister who own this and it's just really exciting i think for the long term for this industry as of wednesday congress has added in a 600 hundred dollar check to those who qualify in the stimulus package so last round it was for those who made under eighty thousand, and so you might be receiving this check even before christmas so if you're a certain kind of woman be asking that guy on a dating app if he got the stimulus check and if he did he might not be for you This deal has not been passed yet, but this was a big win to have these stimulus one-time checks be approved in it so this far. This deal is never getting passed. It's just not. They're hoping by then the the week. The end of the week they think this is going to go? Yeah. I mean, it sounds like as one of the billionaires came out. It was like Cuban or Bezos. They're like, guys, you're fighting over like inches and, and dimes. Like, let's just like sign this and come move on. on with it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be, I know, it's like, come on, please. All I want for Christmas are reviews on Cake for Breakfast and this deal to get passed and I get more PPP money for my business. Love it. (laughs) Britt's cake. All right. So we had my cake on the last episode, but today Britt's up to the plate. Let's hear what you got, girl. And let me tell you what I think. (laughs) (laughs) So I'd say pre-pandemic, I loved networking. I went to 10, 20 events a week and I was hustling. It was all about my business. And like I was able to do a lot of things for me, for my business. And then when that was taken away from me uh, during the pandemic, I took the time to take different courses and learn um, like email marketing and just a lot of different skills that I didn't have before. And I had the opportunities to grow the podcast and grow a new company and I got an amazing boyfriend, which is awesome. But now I'm kind of freaking out how to balance what I had before the pandemic with that busy lifestyle while maintaining everything that I created in 2020. Because honestly, I feel like I took advantage of this downtime and I love it. And I don't want that to go away, but I just don't see how I can fit everything in. And it's really giving me a lot of anxiety. So let's break this down a bit. So you're saying... And I agree. Like you keep sending me, you're like, do this class. And I'm like, yeah, I'm totally doing it, even though I'm like, you know, watching TV instead. (laughs) But you're like always doing classes and doing all this stuff that I you're always trying to grow, like keep your mind moving, which I respect out of you. So you're now saying like I have even kind of built my skills out even more. I I can I'm now a podcaster. I know like oh, you have a new business coming out. But at the same time, you're in a really serious relationship that you absolutely love and respect and you want to give equal time to. And you're sort of fighting between what do I do, right? Yeah, because startup mode, when I started Butini, like that was 
the only thing I had time for was like I worked 24 seven on Butini. And so if I'm going to start this new company and also have a podcast and also have a boyfriend, like it's how does this all work? You know, I just don't and know boyfriends how I do it. I think one thing I've discovered is like when you're like dating a certain way, it's like, oh, yeah, let's go to dinner. Like, great, fun. I love texting with you. But when you get serious with somebody, it's like a lot of work, not in the sense of like, I don't know, like you can still have cleaning ladies and all that kind of thing to help you out. But it's a lot of work in terms of like you have to like do things for them sometimes like watching but also it's game. even me like I just want to spend all my time with him like I am like I love hanging out like I am so happy when I hang out and so I'm just nervous that I want to just make sure I still have that hustle in terms of like starting the new business and keeping like all every all my marbles afloat basically right. while still enjoying life because I used to work a lot but I was miserable personally and this year like my career was on a standstill while my personal life flourished yes. better than ever. So it's just like finding balance. And I'm very much like a all or nothing type of gal. So balance is not something that I'm usually used to. Um, I think a part of it is like you guys will move in together soon after after a certain point, <laughs> whenever it's comfortable. But like then you just yeah. will be able to spend more time to like that, that your living will become more like your life. And I don't see you like putting a business down to like go no. have a family. No, like, it's, it's not, honestly, it's not, I, mean, I have no concerns about the relationship yeah. piece. Like I know it'll naturally just work. Like I don't, I'm not concerned about that. It's just more so like, time. how do I, like how do I time my life um, with these different components trying to do, because I always like to get my 110% effort yes, into totally everything agree. I do. But it's hard when then you have multiple things and, mm -hmm. you know, relationship aside, it's more so like, OK, how do we how do I navigate this new normal where I can still be successful in everything that I've dedicated my time to when there'll just be naturally less time to dedicate to each of them? It's the age old question of finding your balance. And I feel like that will be a struggle for you. And if anybody has good tips for bread or, you know, could send into the show, we'd love to hear them because I agree, like. You want it all. You've got it all. Now, how do you balance it all? Yes, exactly. Well said. My coach always says, like, stop planning your life away. She's like how you're taking all the fun out of the journey by trying to figure out how to push everything and jam pack your schedule. Just like trust yourself that you're going to figure it out and ride the wave. So that's what I'm trying to do. But now that 2021 is right around the corner, I'm freaking out. But hopefully when we're back in 2021, I'm feeling refreshed and excited to figure it out. All right, for the play of the day, to be honest, I tried really hard to like one of the Netflix Christmas rom-coms <laughs> and they all suck, like really, really bad. I'm like the acting, like I could... Actually, that's bad. <laughs> I could not do better than them, but I was like, it's cringeworthy. You could totally, oh my God, I'm dying. That's so funny. Yeah, I feel like they fell flat on the Christmas movies. I think we decided our favorite Christmas movie of 2020 was The Happiest Season on Hulu. Yes. Yes. I can't believe Christmas is here, but on that note, what are you going to do? Have an amazing, I'm going to be upstate with my family and Trader Joe. Um, and then I'll be there until I leave for Turks and Caicos. Oh, Turks and Caicos for New Year's Eve with Trader Joe? Yes. How many days yes. are you guys going for? We're going from the 30th until the 3rd. Oh, so nice. So nice. What are you doing? So I am almost, I'm halfway done my two-week quarantine. I'm in Saskatchewan, Canada, which is like the coldest place in Canada, <laughs> dead center of the country. I chose not to go skiing. I was supposed to go out skiing with my sister in Whistler. We decided to cancel just because... Why? Felt like a lot of flying around, and um, honestly, I just think my sister had better plans than to go skiing with me. 
it's fine. You know what I'm going to do? I'm having cross-country skiing is a big thing where I'm from. We have like beautiful like land to do it on. So I'm going to host at my parents' house a very legal at-press ski party with my aunt and one of my best friends. And they're going to come over. We're going to do the ski in the day and then just have like a fun like fire outside at my parents. So I'm really excited Ooh. for that. Honestly, your town looks beautiful. No, city. And We're I, not a town. I hate when people say oh, town. We're like a big okay, city. city. <laughs> the big city, I, the your prairie. huge ass city <laughs> looks beautiful, <laughs> nice and snowy. There's probably a ton of people there and I'll have to come visit one day. Um, but for Christmas, I my sister, my sister and my brother, my brother just got engaged to his beautiful <gasps> gal, right. Julie, who I told you about. And yes. I think they're going to go on like a glam trip and my sister has her thing. So it's just my parents and I here, <laughs> but it'll That's be so cute. much Fun. yeah i got That'll my mom so the best gift today i can't say it on here because she listens to the show but oh, i'm so excited for a gift anyway guys <sighs> we're out now until january 5th we're taking our christmas holiday we're gonna take a breather we'll still be posting stuff on cake for breakfast on girl on the street and Brittany low so we'll be connected at the end of the week Britt and i'll drop a fun video for everybody um we just want to say once again end of the year thanks i'll do mine at the plate then i'll give it over to Britt. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your time, for your support, for your repost, for everything else. Like this show could not exist without the listener base we've been growing. And I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you again. Yes, thank you. Thanks for being friends with us. Thanks for joining in on our conversations and our gossips and our, all of our ups and downs. And it's just such so nice to have a community with all of you where we can support each other whether it's on instagram on david solomon's instagram account or just having a lot of dms from you guys like it means the world especially um as you share and just give us great feedback on the show and i can't wait to continue this in 2021 i have one christmas request i'm gonna give the show one last plug if everyone doesn't mind i'm gonna throw up a post on uh our instagrams just saying follow cake for breakfast if you do listen to this show and you don't mind reposting every listen counts and is super meaningful and i would just appreciate that so much and the reviews a repost and the reviews would be a huge christmas present happy holidays happy Yay. holidays happy holidays merry christmas merry christmas to you love what you heard today please rate review and subscribe guys we are really trying to get our review numbers up because our download numbers are going up so we want the reviews to reflect that it takes literally two minutes hit the purple podcast icon button on your phone it's an app and just put in a review you can say great work guys love the show Brittany. you're hilarious jess i love you whatever you want just throw us a review we'll be ever so happy you can add us on instagram at girl on the street underscore or at Brittany.low. that's b-r-i-t-t-a-n-y dot l-o or at cake for breakfast podcast all right that's all for today don't forget to tune in tuesdays and thursdays for cake for breakfast and once again, we love our sponsor, MillenniLink. And by using code CAKE, C-A-K-E, as the promo code, you will get 25% off your hiring fees now through Christmas. So just go on to their website, www.millennilink, M-I-L-L-E-N-I-L-I-N-K dot com slash contact dash us, U-S, and you will get 25% off those hiring fees. So reach out, get connected, and achieve your hiring goals now.